Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay. John Millay, of course, the star of the show, guru of prep, prep sports and activities at mshsl.org. Uh, this is our prep sports show at talknorth.com. If you like this show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Uh, and check out talknorth.com for all of other great sports shows, outdoor sh- content, and variety shows. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton and propane propane.com we're coming to you from the aquarius home services studios and today let us start with girls wrestling yeah hey jim how you doing good, good to be back here with you uh, yeah girls wrestling man i i don't know how to accurately describe the growth of girls high school wrestling in minnesota but it, it's it's just phenomenal um this is the third year the high school league has sponsored girls wrestling you know we'll have girls wrestling brackets at the state tournament again uh coming up later this winter it's phenomenal i wrote about it focusing on one team um i i was in pine island on saturday they've had a girls wrestling tournament uh each of these three seasons it has really exploded um there were almost i think 300 wrestlers all girls you know no team competition just individual brackets and in some of the weight classes, they had three brackets based on experience. So a lot of girls got a lot of wrestling in. The crowd was massive. Um, just a neat, a neat thing to see. And, and I focused on, on one team, uh, St. Michael Albertville. That's a traditional boys wrestling powerhouse. And this year on the boys wrestling team at St. Michael Albertville, there's 50 boys wrestling. The shocking thing is, at least to me, they have 50 girls on the wrestling team. And it's it's a, 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 when I learned that, I thought, holy, man, that, I never foresaw that. And this is only their second year. They didn't have girls wrestling in year one. So I went down and uh, watched, uh, well, watched all the girls wrestle from all the teams. But uh, it's kind of focusing on the St. Michael girls. And I interviewed, they have six senior captains. I, I talked to that group down there. Uh, Casey Brannon, Sadie Strait, Rachel Heil, Gracie Cobus, Maggie Steele, and Faye Bromley. They're all ex- super excited about wrestling. And they've all been involved in other sports. In fact, Sadie Strait is going to play Division I soccer at the University of South Dakota. And here she is wrestling in her, in her the final winter of her high school year. And, you know, you know, you know enough about wrestling, Jim, to know it's a tough, tough sport. It's just... It's, it's, I was never a wrestler. Um, I spent almost one practice in the wrestling room with my high school buddies who wrestled. And I, I just shook my head and said, I am not nearly tough enough for this. I'm just going to go lift weights in in my off season in the winter. Um, But it's really tough. But the lessons wrestling teaches are are astounding. So Rachel Heil, Heil, one of these uh, female wrestlers from St. Michael. She's also the the top-ranked student in the class, in the senior class. She ranks number one in the class academically. Here's a quote from her. I really didn't know what what I was getting into. Girls wrestling? What the heck is that? She said, it's helped me develop a certain discipline, something that applies to a lot of different aspects of my life. It's like being able to push yourself to limits you didn't know you could reach. That's why I like it. And that's... That was kind of the, the overriding message from these girls who are, they're all new to wrestling, um, basically. You know, boys, a lot of the boys start wrestling when they're four and five years old, and there are tournaments 
all over the state, all over the country for little kids. But these girls, and some girls have wrestled with the boys at a very young age, but largely these high school girls, this is their first first uh, experience. And uh, it, it's quite incredible. Two of these six uh, senior captains from St. Michael, they're going in the, into the Air Force. And they both told me wrestling had something to do with that, just what it taught. They know they can, they know they can handle a military life because of some of the wrestling, some of the lessons they've learned wrestling. And one of the really cool things about this is the guy who's the head coach of the girls' team, his name's Dan LaFave. I've known Dan forever. He uh, retired a few years ago as the boys' coach. And, and while he was the head coach of the boys at St. Michael, they won multiple state championships, just one of the, one of the best programs in the state. And when they started the girls program last year, he came back to coach the girls. I, I saw him at the state tournament last year. He had the biggest smile on his face and we were chatting for a couple of minutes and he told me how much fun he was having coaching the girls. He said, there's nothing like it. It's, and he told me, you know, the thing with these girls is they're learning. They want to be taught and, and an experienced coach like that can teach the sport. They have fun together. Uh, they they give each other a hard time and, and uh, give each other birthday presents and things like that. And so I think anybody who wants to know more about uh, girls wrestling, go to John's Journal at mshsl.org. There's a story there focusing on the St. Michael Albert Albertville girls. Uh, and I'll tell you what, Jim, when this sport was approved by the high school league three years ago, I had no idea what might happen. And it's just, it's blown me away. It's really, really something cool. That's fantastic. Uh, that that's a great story. It also reminds me, Ayanna Johnson, a young player for the Gopher women's basketball team. She played football and wrestled in high school, and she is a powerhouse yeah. athlete. And it's really, <laughs> it's just great to see women have options like this. Yeah, it really is. And, and these girls, like I said, they've all played soccer and lacrosse and tennis and cross country and track and some basketball players and. And they just, they feel so lucky to have the opportunity to wrestle. And that's the kind of thing three years ago, I never envisioned that. Well, I never envisioned any of this. I didn't know how this would go. I thought girls and wrestling and just, you know, and there had been girls. I covered girls, I don't know, 15 years ago who, who made it to state against wrestling boys. And, and it was kind of a quirky thing, an odd thing, but we give credit to those, those pioneers of this sport. And here we are with, at least one school with 50 girls wrestling. It just, it's mind boggling to me. It's fantastic. And I had the same experience with the wrestling as you did in high school. I was a runner and I, all my, like a lot of my best friends were wrestlers and I watched what they went through cutting oh, weight and yeah. the grinding w multiple workouts a day. And I was yeah. like, no, I'll, I'd rather go run 10 miles. So that's <laughs> much easier. That's it. Well, I was a basketball player through my sophomore year in high school. And that, and that was a, that was a, uh, I don't know, that was not necessary. I wasn't helping the team. I, I wasn't doing any good. So as a junior in high school, I didn't go off for basketball. And that's how I ended up in the wrestling room one day. Some of my buddies said, hey, come on, you know, get, just work out with us. You stay in shape for, for spring sports and everything else. And uh, man, I, I did not last one practice. They were throwing me around and, and I could not keep up and there's wrestlers are in such good shape. The dedication is just un, unrivaled. And uh, I, I'm really excited where girls wrestling is headed here. Yes. And another thing about that is the, the boys wrestling world has been kind of suffering. You know, it takes a lot to be a wrestler and, and the numbers of male wrestlers 
has been declining. So this thing with the girls has really put a charge into this sport. That's a big part of it. Somebody down in Pine Island was telling me, I don't know how many years ago, but Dan Gable, the, the you know the greatest wrestler of all time from Iowa, was apparently speaking to the Wrestling Coaches Association here in Minnesota years ago. And he told them, you have to get girls wrestling going because it's going to save our sport. Wow. And I think I think that's really huge. And that's, boy, just to see that crowd at Pine Island. And, uh, you know, I, I tweeted a picture of a, of a high school boy holding up a sign that said, my girlfriend is tougher than me. She was, <laughs> she was on the mat wrestling. And, man, that was really cool. That was, uh, it's really it's really something to, to keep an eye on. And, and I think this uh, state tournament this year, the third year of girls wrestling, will we'll just take it up another notch. That's fantastic. Great stuff. And thank you for highlighting it. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Let, we've talked about Ken Novak, Ken Novak yeah. recently. Tell me more about yeah. Ken Novak. Yeah, where he's we headed. talked about uh, Kenny Novak Jr., the longtime boys basketball coach at Hopkins. Last week I mentioned he had recorded his 950th career win. He's passed that now, ranking second all time behind the great Bob McDonald, who won 1,012 games at Chisholm. And if you do the math, and you know how many basketball games they win at Hopkins, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Kenny could have a shot at topping Bob's number. So with that in mind, I went to Hopkins uh, Tuesday night. We're talking here Wednesday afternoon. So Tuesday night, I went to Hopkins. They were hosting YZ, the defending state champs of 4A, 4A boys basketball, top ranked, undefeated. And man, Jim, it was wild. That, that big gym at Hopkins was packed. It was electric. And Hopkins, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to say the upset. They came in 10-3. and 3. Wyzetta was 14 and 0, and Hopkins beat them. I mean, and it was they were up by 20 in the second half at times. The final score was 80 to 69, and they'll meet again later in the season. They're both in the late conference, and only one of those teams is going to go to the state tournament. They're in the same section, section six and 4A. And uh, and then afterwards, I chatted with Kenny. I hadn't seen him for a few years. I haven't been to Hopkins for for to see his team play for a while. I've Back in my Star Tribune days, you know, 15-plus years ago, I wrote about Hopkins a lot. I consider Kenny a good friend, and we had a nice reunion. And, and I just – I'm working on a story about the whole the whole thing here. Bob McDonald, uh, how long will Kenny coach? He's 67. He's been retired from teaching for a while. You know, I asked him about his career, the team's success, and if he has a timeline for retirement. He told me some interesting things, and I'm putting together a John's Journal story. He is – a He's a really interesting guy. Uh, he's, he's done great things for hundreds, if not thousands of, not just athletes, but, but students in his career as a teacher and a coach. And, and I think the world of him. So keep an eye on, on John's journal for a story about uh, Kenny Novak Jr. Excellent. All right. We are going to talk about Joe Maurer, uh, former high school great, now going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about yep. pretzels because we have to talk about pretzels. We have and, to. And we're going to talk about this week's MVT. First, we want to hear more about Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, well, the days are running out. If you want to get that January pizza of the month, it's the Street Taco Pizza. Uh, this In this version of the Street Taco Pizza, the Pizza Barn in Princeton is serving sour cream and guacamole on the side. They use that delicious shredded pork barbacoa. It's so good. Get yours for dine-in, carry-out, take-and-bake, delivery at the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. And we're proud to congratulate Jody Stay, everybody at the Pizza Barn, 40 years of outstanding service that goes way beyond 
great food. They do so many uh, things in the community. It's a busy place all the time, and we're just thrilled that uh, the Pizza Barn is part of our podcast. Thank you to Jody Stay. And if you ever need a food truck, uh, boy, they do such a great job with the food trucks. The pizzas are, I can't believe how good they are coming out of the food truck. Uh, so remind, just remember, if you're ever in the northwest quadrant of the Twin Cities, you're not far from the Pizza Barn in Princeton. Great people, great food. Stop by and see them. Uh, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. We also want to let you know we need to lower our carbon footprint and use and need reliable and affordable energy and a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today. It's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid and is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of that grid. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane, which is compatible with traditional propane. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. And now on to Joe Maurer. Yeah, Jim, are you surprised that Joe Maurer is a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. Okay, um, I'm not either. I thought he would do it. I, I thought it would be close, and I, yeah. I thought one of two things was ha- going to happen. Either he was going to get in somewhere between 76 and 79%, which is what happened, or yeah. he was going to get like 73 74% and yeah. get in easily next year. I'm just yeah. glad it yeah. happened the first year. Um, I, I am too. It's it's a great story, but a great guy. Um you know, it's funny when he retired and then there's the five year countdown to, you know, to when you're eligible. And I think in Minnesota here, we, we, I don't know that our perspective is what the national perspective is. Cause we saw Joe he did the double plays, you know, um, he got the big money so that some people didn't like that, but, um, as it got closer and more of the voters, you know, started revealing their ballots, you know, in the weeks before it was looking pretty good. And it turned out great. And to see that guy. So here's the other part of this. Joe is actually going to go into two halls of fame this year. The Cooperstown, he'll be there. I think it's July 21st. Yep. But on a Sunday in April, and this is coming up, Joe Maurer is going to be inducted into the Minnesota State High School League Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. A- April 14th in downtown St. Paul, his hometown. I don't know which one of those deserves more attention, but uh, we're, we're pretty proud to have Joe be in our Hall of Fame. And I'm not going to I'm not going out on a limb here. He's going to be in the National High School Hall of Fame pretty quickly here. I think one of these years to come. And there's the people with the National Federation who, who are in charge of that. They've actually kind of started the wheels on that. It's probably a matter of timing as much as anything. Can Joe attend the national convention in late June? You know, the, it's not going to be this year, but maybe in the next few years. So that, that'll be another great Minnesota Minnesota moment, you know, when Joe's in the National High School Hall of Fame. Because, you know, I, I covered Joe yeah. as a high school kid, and it's, it's pretty amazing to think back to that. I found a story from 1999. I tweeted a link. Um, this was the story appeared in the Star Tribune the day of the 1999 Prep Bowl. Joe was the quarterback. He was a junior at Creighton Durham Hall. His first year on the varsity, and as I as I rediscovered by reading my own story, he had to win that quarterback spot. He was he did not play on the varsity as a sophomore. 
And he and another kid, I can't think of the guy's name, it's in the story. They basically, uh, during the preseason, the coaches let these two guys, you know, take turns. And Joe won the job and, and led them to their first state football championship in 1999. They beat Hastings. The next year, they were back in the prep bowl with Joe as a senior. And they, they lost to Eden Prairie. And But as I've thought about this, this story I wrote in, the, in November of 1999, I don't know this, but that may have been the first major story about young Joe Maurer in the local media. You know, he was in the fall of his of his junior year. And looking back now, it's what we didn't know that really stands out because I think we were all thinking Joe was going to play college football. Yeah. You know, he, he ended up with an offer. In fact, I think he signed with Florida State. He did. Yeah. And he was going to be Bobby Bowden's quarterback down there. And the lead to the story, I focused on how how may Joe Maurer someday be compared to previous Cretan quarterbacks like Chris Winkie and Steve Walsh. And I mentioned Paul Molitor, also from Cretan. He didn't play football, but, you know, another great athlete. And in the story, I wrote, quote, Maurer will have two major, two major decisions to make in the next year and a half, where to go to college and which sport or sports to play. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> When the twin, of course, it all changed. You know, when the draft, when the baseball draft got closer, and we knew Joe was going to go number one or number two, and the Twins took him with the first pick, and and now he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, but pretty cool to think back on that, and just I'm remembering Joe as this little high school kid. Now he's a Hall of Famer, and you know he hasn't changed one bit. He's older, he's got his own kids now, but he 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 never changed. He's he's the same, basically quiet guy. You know, he's never going to say anything controversial. Best teammate anybody's ever had. So it's it's a really it's a really cool story, and and we're all proud of Joe and and uh, what you know. And plus, you know, you look at the St. Paul Hall of Famers now. He's one of four. It's really incredible. I heard someone saying that St. Paul may be alone in that. A, a really not very big city with four Hall of Famers. I think there's four from Mobile, Alabama. And that's mm-hmm. about it. You know, it's yeah. one thing if, if you grow up in L.A. or, or you know, New York City area or Miami. But to, a little town like St. Paul to have four people in the Baseball Hall of Fame and, and Joe joining that group, that's pretty neat. It's a great story. It's a great Minnesota story. It's a great story, period. I, by the way, uh, I covered that Joe's senior year championship game against Eden Prairie. I was doing a story on Eden Prairie, so I spent like yeah. a week with the Eden Prairie football team. I rode the bus with them to and from the game. Um, sure. And then I'm sitting up in the press box, and of course, I was, you know, I had, I'd covered the Twins for a long time, so I had Twins connections. And yeah. I think everybody thought, of course, you know, we think football is the dominant sport in America, and people are like, well, Bobby Bowden wants him to play football. He's going to be in the yeah. NFL. Of course he's going to be in the NFL. Court. And I had twins, yeah. people, twins people behind the scenes telling me, he wants to play baseball. Uh, yeah. He's he's going to play baseball if we draft him number one and make him the right offer, he's going to play yeah. baseball. Certainly. yeah. And, and there's the right choice. <laughs> Worked out pretty well all around, I'd say. It, it really did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, well, you know, he, he would have been a great quarterback in, the, in college and probably the, you know, he, he could have been a college basketball player, you know, people. Oh, he would have been, a, he would have been a great, co- I don't know if he would have been a yeah. pro, but he would right. have been a great college basketball player. Yeah. And, and the, the gym at Cretan is Joe Maurer assembly hall or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty good uh, thing right there. Yeah. Really great stuff. Um, yeah. All right. We're going to talk about something almost as important as Joe Maurer. In, at least in the heart and mind of John Malay, and that's pretzels. Uh, one, one more note. Uh, 
Joe still cannot figure out where Ryan Iverson came from on the interception that won the championship game for Eden Prairie over Creighton Hall. He did oh. not see Ryan Iverson. Yeah. Iverson came out of nowhere, great high yeah. school football player, intercepts yeah. that pass, and that's why Eden Prairie beat uh, Creighton in that yeah. game. Can I tell you one of my favorite uh, Creighton yes. prep ball memory? Not Joe Maurer related. Uh, John Alt was a, was a Creighton guy who ended up playing at Iowa and in the NFL. And one of his kids was the quarterback at Creighton when they won another later prep bowl. So I'm down on the field and John Alt is down there and I'm chatting with one of the coaches. They had co-coaches at the time. Mike Scanlon was the coach I was talking to. And just, you know, a little post game, then scurry back up to the press box at the Metrodome, finish the story. And, and uh, John Alt comes over and just, and very, wasn't, wasn't being rude, just said to Mike, hey, congratulations. Thank you for all you've done for our son. And Mike Scanlon said to John Alt, hey, Thank you and your wife for having sex 18 years ago. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't think that made it in the paper, but it stayed with me. Well, I'm, I'm wondering how many thank you notes they sent to the Maurer parents then. No kidding. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You do a little more work there. Come on. We could use another on, Joe Maurer. Go. Come yeah, on. Let's go here. Boys, should have kept going. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's that's about as risque as this show gets. Yeah. Now we'll good. go back. Now we'll just go back to our standards, such as pretzels. Pretzels and more. So I'm in Pine Island. I had been to Pine Island before for a couple of track meets and some baseball games. Never been inside the school. Enjoyed that. And uh, so I'm in there, and they had four mats going uh, for the girls' wrestling tournament in two gyms. They have their main gym, and then this just classic classic old gym with a stage on one side. It's just awesome. And uh, so I'm kind of going between the two gyms, standing in a corner of one of them. And my friend, Lisa Myron Schutte, she's a teacher down there. She's the former AD. She walks up to me. In her hand, she's carrying a giant pretzel, the biggest tub of cheese product I've ever seen. And she's got a ice cold Diet Mountain Dew in her hand. And she's just got this big grin. She, she's laughing. She says, the parents working in the concession stand heard I was there, and they sprang into action. Get that guy some pretzels and cheese and a Diet Mountain Dew. We had fun with it. That was very nice. They posted a Twitter of, of Lisa delivering the stuff, and, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty good. And one more concession note. Uh, before I arrived in Pine Island, I started my day down in Rochester on Saturday for the annual Hiawatha Valley League Three Rivers Conference showdown at the Mayo Civic Center. This is boys and girls basketball with teams from those two conferences. And there's two courts. There's the big main arena at the Civic Center, which is huge, and then a smaller auditorium where they set up a court. It's great fun. I think I've only missed it once. Spent a, spent a few hours there and then, then headed back uh, to Pine Island and then home after that. But as I was getting out of my car at the parking ramp in downtown Rochester, I was having a text exchange with someone uh, as I was walking uh, to the arena. I had texted, uh, the person had something to ask me about how many miles I drive, kind of joking around. We were off topic and I texted, well, I was just, just, in, just arrived in Rochester, I was going to be in Pine Island and be home later tonight. The response to me was from my friend, I see another fine concession stand dinner in your near future. 
which was very accurate. And the last thing I texted on that uh, on that text chain was a photo of one of the concession stands at the Civic Center in uh, in uh, Rochester, which is a great place. So we had some fun with that. And one more uh, Southeast Minnesota high school sports note: there has been a spate of longtime volleyball coaches stepping down, just like in the last week in that part of the state. Stuartville's John Zubay, he's got more wins than any volleyball coach in the state. He has resigned. Uh, Scott Kepke at Caledonia and Larry Hagerly at Cass and Manorville. Within days, all three of those big-time volleyball coaches have uh, announced they're, they're stepping down. Uh, my good friend Pat Ruff from the Rochester Post-Bulletin, one of the top journalists in the state, he's been writing about all those. He knows everybody down there. He does great things with, with high school coverage. It's been interesting to read Pat's coverage of these three and some big shoes to fill in the, in the volleyball world in southeast Minnesota. A coincidence, or is there a cause of them all stepping yeah, down? Yeah, I think time? it's just timing, and for different reasons. Like John at Stewartville, he's he's been doing a long time, and uh, certainly anybody like that deserves to go out on their own terms. The other sure. two, I I don't know how long they've been at it. I think Scott's been there quite a while. Larry, a number of years at Cass, and, and uh, no, I don't think there's anything. Uh, here, here's here's something that popped into my head as I thought about it, though. Um, with boys volleyball starting now mm. another year under the high school league umbrella, will some of these uh, coaches just start coaching boys? I don't know. You know, I mean, there's there's, there's going to be those opportunities. There's going to be all, you know all these all these boys teams, and a lot of them, most of these schools have club volleyball now, so they have coaches. But there'll be opportunities for uh, for more coaches with more teams. I you know we'll have to see where that goes, but uh, that could be a possibility. Interesting. All right, let's wrap up today's show. Great stuff from John, as always. Let's wrap up today's show with the most valuable teammate. The most valuable teammate this week is Faith Meyer. She's a three-sport athlete from Minneota, one of my favorite places in Minnesota. Faith is a great student, an exceptional athlete in volleyball, basketball, and softball. She's also a member of competition band and choir groups, student council, National Honor Society, active in, in many areas of the community and our church. She's a captain in two sports, basketball and volleyball, a nominee uh, for her school's AAA award. Her leadership is second to none. Congrats to Faith Meyer from Minneota on being a most valuable teammate. Great stuff, John. Great lineup. Uh, got to hear about, I, I love the girls' wrestling story. I, I want to keep, I'm really interested in where Novak's going to go. Joe Maurer stuff yeah. is great. And pretzels. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've read a lot about nutrition and one of the, you know, kind of the one, the guiding ask uh philosophies of nutrition is you want to eat food that of a lot of different colors then you'll end up with getting a bunch of vitamins so i appreciate the fact that you are willing to eat both brown and yellow food i eat a lot of brown and yellow and uh you know diet mountain dew those cans and bottles are basically red and green so I've, that's the four food go. groups yeah. to me right there i see no downside yeah you got the san diego padres uh diet going there, there you go. <laughs> that's right that's right great stuff john thank you yeah. we'll talk soon thanks jim